And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk worth a million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Well, one word sums that performance up, and that was brutal. Now, for those of you joining the show for the first time, I recap the Jets every single week. I did it last year through on my podcast on Rich Sports Talk on wherever you can listen to podcasts. You can check that out. But this year, also doing it here on my YouTube channel for Rich Sports Talk. And this was a doozy for a first one. And for all the worries you had as Jet fans, they all came out in the first game today. It was brutal. And I'll get to the two biggest talking points of this game later in the episode. Of course, we'll get to Sam Darnold. We'll get to Adam Gase. But I just want to start off the episode with looking at some of the little things that will get overlooked, I think, from this game. And one of the first things I want to get out of the way, I want to get the elephant out of the room quick, which is Jamal Adams. And now some of you might be saying why, but You saw on social media a lot of Jet fans tweeting that they were unhappy that Jamal Adams wasn't there. Look, the deal's done. He's no longer a New York Jet. I know he took a shot at the Jets saying he was having fun, taking a shot at Greg Williams. He said he never had a quarterback like that. I understand that. But the good news is you have a great safety. You have Marcus May. Marcus May with two sacks today played an incredible game. He was the best player on the field for the Jets today. And he feels that Jamal Adams' role, and he's done an incredible job. So the Jets really haven't lost that much, and they were able to get two first-round picks, a starter, and a third-rounder for Jamal. And here's the other thing. I want to point this out, too. If you look at Marcus May's stat line, and I was to tell you, hey, this is Jamal Adams' stat line for a game. You say, oh, that's a really good game for Jamal. It didn't matter. The Jets still got smoked today and dominated on defense and offense. So the fact that Jamal Adams brought back picks for a team that's clearly rebuilding looks to be a smarter move today than when it was made. Because you look at it, the situation, this team doesn't look close. And I have to give Joe Douglas credit. I think he saw that this team wasn't close and he knows that this is a rebuilding project. Because they don't have a dominant playmaker on that offense. They don't. And really, outside of Jamison Crowder breaking a tackle and having that incredible touchdown today, the Jets' offense didn't do anything. That one play had a third of their yards for the entire game. And let's be honest, that was a nice pick-and-roll play to the outside. He breaks a tackle and breaks it big. That was more on a great individual effort than the offense and the offensive scheming. Some of the things that jumped down this game was the offensive line, three sacks surrendered, Sam Darnold under duress all game, but I have to give them a bit of a pass because it's very difficult for an offensive line, and it's one of the hardest units in football because you really have to build a camaraderie, you have to work together, and the lack of a preseason really hurt this team, and they have four brand new starters on this offensive line. That is a lot, including a rookie left tackle. And I thought Mekhi Becton did pretty well. I know he gave up a sack, but for someone in his first game, never playing a snap of preseason football, he didn't look overwhelmed. And there's growing to be a lot of growing pains, especially with the rookies this year, because they didn't have a camp. They didn't get those extra reps. They didn't get those pregame looks that really help you adjust to the speed. So you have to give a lot of the rookies in the NFL the benefit of the doubt this year. So... 
I know the offensive line, it's easy to jump on them today, but I really think you have to give them a pass, and you have to give them really two to three games to really start to gel and find their groove because they haven't had the preseason. And if this is still an issue, once we get to the fourth game, the fifth game of the season, then it is a big cause for concern. Really, outside of Marcus May, it wasn't a good day for anyone. Oh, I'll, I'll say Jamison Crowder, too, because he had that great play and he had over 100 yards receiving. Outside of those two, it was it was an embarrassing day. I mean, you can't let the scoreboard fool you. I mean, the Bills missed two easy chip shot field goals in this game. And the Jets really got a touchdown garbage time. So, But one of the biggest problems, and I'll actually say two biggest problems, was two players on this team really needed to take a big step forward and they had crushing moments in this game the first was Chris Herndon because Herndon was hurt last year and coming into this year you heard all throughout camp he has this great connection with Sam he's looking great on the field he looks like their best receiving threat on the offense and he didn't do anything in this game and in fact when the Jets actually had momentum had a horrendous fumble that really killed any momentum that the Jets had in this game. And then the second one is the third overall pick, Quinnen Williams, who came into this camp saying he was unstoppable. And he had a sack today, but if you watched, Josh Allen stepped up into Quinnen Williams, so that was a very gracious sack. And Quinnen Williams had two horrendous penalties, including lining up on third and five in the neutral zone. I mean, come on. I know you're a young player, but that is football 101. And these were two guys that you really were hoping would take big steps forward for the Jets in the first game. They looked awful. So it was a rough day all around. The rushing game was terrible. Le'Veon Bell leaves with a hamstring issue. At the time of this, we don't know how long it's going to be. But you were just watching this game and... Le'Veon Bell looks like he's lost a step. I, I, You see him as a receiver, though. He had the great catch along the sideline. He still has potential as a receiver. I think they almost need to put him in the slot more than the backfield because part of the problem is until especially this Jet unit gets the offensive line into a rhythm, you can't be dancing around. Frank Gore, the only success he had today was hitting the hole as hard as he could and getting three or four yards a chunk. Le'Veon Bell was dancing around looking for the hole, and they're not coming. I mean, this unit is still finding its way. They have four new stars, and the Jets, unfortunately, had two of the worst draws in terms of the schedule this year because with the new offensive line, you either want a new defensive coordinator or a new defensive front or a team wearing a new scheme, but you get the Bills and the 49ers who have two of the best front sevens in football all returning, all with the same coaching staff. It, it's a nightmare matchup. And Jet fans, I know, are terrified of what the 49ers are going to do in the home opener because not only are the 49ers a more talented team than the Bills, but they just lost to the Cardinals at their home opener. They're 0-1, and they are going to be pissed. So you're going to have a team that is superior to the Jets that's also pissed off. It's going to be a great combination for Week 2. So, But 
we've talked a lot about some of the little things from this game. We have to get into the big two big ones. And they're going to be the two big ones all season. And they are Sam Darnold and Adam Gase. Not a surprise. You only go as far as your quarterback and your head coach can take you. So I'm going to start with Sam. It was not a good day for Sam Darnold. But I also will say this. You saw on the other side a quarterback that has confidence in his team. He's confident with his offensive line, with his play calling, and with the weapons he has. Sam Darnold doesn't have that confidence. I want to remind you that Josh Allen, the opposing quarterback, had more rushing yards than the Jets running backs today. And a lot of the little things for Sam Darnold that are frustrating are also alarming. I will say this before I get into that. I still believe that Sam Darnold has the potential to be a franchise quarterback. I think he does a lot of things incredibly well. And I think that if you put him in the right system and give him the right pieces, he can be successful and he can be the franchise quarterback for this team. But one thing I heard from Jet fans a lot in the offseason was they weren't sure if they had a quarterback. And this week... If you are on the fence about Sam Darnold, it brings legitimate concerns. Because it's one thing to not have help. And I think a lot of Jet fans, when you looked at this game, he was under duress. He had 36 dropbacks and was pressured 16 times and was sacked three times. So nearly half of his dropbacks, he was under pressure. However, Jet fans can see the upside. But the problem is there's more concerns, especially as a third-year quarterback. Because you heard all throughout camp, Darnold had been eliminating the mistakes, had been understanding the playbook, was confident in the playbook. You didn't get any of that today. And the biggest thing was he's in year three. The little things such as third and five, that Bugle, he's coming around to the near sideline, looks like he has an open lane to rush for a first down or at least try to get a first down, but instead throws off his back foot, throws a lollipop into the air, which is picked off. That is inexcusable. The first play of the game, delay of game. And then the clock management at the end was terrible. When they were coming up to the two-minute drill, Jets could have easily gotten another playoff before the two-minute drill. Jets couldn't get it off. It's those little things that are concerning. And I said this when Jamal Adams was traded on that episode, and I'm sticking by it. I do believe Joe Douglas thinks Sam Darnold can be a franchise quarterback. But one of the reasons I believe that this Jamal Adams trade was made was to hedge his bet. Because you have three great quarterback talents coming out in the draft next year, including one who arguably is the best one since Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence. The Jets have the ammunition, if they choose, to go up and get a quarterback. Now, I'm not saying they will but they have put themselves in a situation where they have a security blanket. Because Joe Douglas can easily say, 
I didn't draft Sam Darnold. And the other issue that comes up with Sam is the Jets, they've been building backwards around a young quarterback. You see Lamar Jackson, you see Patrick Mahomes, you see Deshaun Watson, you see Josh Allen, you see Baker Mayfield. What do all those teams do? They're aggressive in free agency. They go out and they build up the offensive lines. They get weapons and more weapons and you can win the Super Bowl. We just saw Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl. But the issue is the Jets, they're a rebuilding team. And the going rates for quarterbacks is over $30 million. The Jets are getting to the point where they're going to have to pay Sam Darnold. If it's not a great year this year, Joe Douglas can easily say, look, I didn't draft Sam. He's a good player. But there is an incredible player coming out this year, and we can build the right way because we will spend this year building the offensive line. We'll have cap and free agency to get him pieces. But I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself because I still believe Sam Darnold can be the quarterback of this team, but this is a big year for him because the Jets will have a big decision to make long-term if he is their quarterback. What seems to be a less difficult decision is the future of the head coach, Adam Gase. And I've been on the record saying I felt Adam Gase should have been fired at the end of last season. The only reason it seemed to bring him back was to not give Sam Darnold his third head coach in three seasons, although now that looks pretty good. Adam Gase has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with his press conferences, with the way he handles the media, with the way he doesn't adjust. But this is the most concerning issue for me. One of the few things you could say that Gase did above average last year was game plan. Because when the Jets are on the script, the first 10 to 18 plays of a game, the ones you go over in practice, they were very good. They went up and down the field seemingly pretty easily. It was making the adjustments after that that was very difficult. The Jets had the entire offseason. They didn't have a preseason. They knew they were going to be playing Buffalo week one. And that's what you come up with. I mean, if Jamison Crowder doesn't break a tackle and go 75 yards, we're potentially talking about an offense that gets under 150 yards in the game. We're talking about an offense that couldn't get 50 rushing yards. We're talking about an offense... The first three series of the game, three and out, three and out, three and out. We're also looking at a team that was dominated in time possessions. The Bills had the ball for over 40 minutes in this game. And I'm like a lot of Jet fans. You're going to keep Sam Darnold before you keep Adam Gase. You believe that there is something there with Sam, that there is some potential But with Adam Gase, you don't see it. And that team today was not prepared. They didn't look ready to go. They looked flat. They didn't look prepared. And they didn't adjust. And one thing, actually two things, that should never be said ever again. Adam Gase is A, an offensive guru, or B, a quarterback guru. He has more losses as a head coach by double digits than losses by single digits. That is terrifying. 
And the Jets, I understand that they're in a rebuilding mode. I didn't think this team, if everything went perfect, I thought this was a 7-19 because their schedule is brutal this year. But you look at this team and this offense, and I get the wide receivers have been banged up, and I get it's a new offensive line. But when you're an offensive genius... Why is it that Sam is consistently dropping into a five to seven step drop and he's got a guy in his face? If that's happening against this great pass rush, you got to get the ball out quick. You got to get it out fast. Get it into the hands of your receivers, your running backs, your tight ends quick. They don't adjust. And you look at this team, they just don't look prepared. They are a bad football team. And always remember this. Attitude reflects leadership. The Jets had a ton of penalties today. They were undisciplined. They didn't look prepared. They looked overwhelmed. That sounds an awful lot like their head coach's personality. So I was on the Fire Adam Gase train very early last season. And once again... I'm on it again because he's not going to be the head coach of this football team next year. I don't see any way that he can be the head coach because I don't see them turning it around. I don't see Sam Darnold all suddenly miraculously saving him because the biggest thing for Adam Gates, to me, it isn't the record this year. It's the Sam Darnold look like he was a top five quarterback pick. Is he making the right decisions? Has he corrected the mistakes he's making as a rookie? And you look at today, compared to the end of his rookie year, he was making mistakes and decisions that he wasn't making at the end of his rookie year. You can make a case that in certain parts of his game, especially the decision-making, he has regressed. I know it's early. I know it's week one. I do think the offensive line will be better. I think Sam Darnold will play better. It's going to be a rebuilding year, and I think Jet fans have to understand that this is a younger roster, and it's not a really talented roster. So there's going to be a lot of growing pains this year, and there's going to be a lot of looking for guys that are building blocks. But one of these guys can't be Adam Gase. Because once again, he looked overwhelmed. He was outcoached. And his offense, which he's supposed to be an offensive coach, was horrendous. And you can make a lot of excuses. But if this continues for the next 15 games, there's a good chance he won't even get to finish these next 15 games. Because it's all about this quarterback. And if you were to ask me right now, Sam Darnold, I love the kid. I think he can be the franchise quarterback this team has been looking for. But if you were to ask me today, does he look significantly better than this first year? I would say no. And that is alarming because that is what Gase was brought in to do. And once again, the success of this team was the main talking points of this episode. It all comes down to Sam Darnold and Adam Gase. Both were not good in week one. And if they're not good this season, it's going to be a long 2020 for Jets fans. 
That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our Jets content this season. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss any of this, especially our recaps after every single week. Stay tuned and make sure to subscribe. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.